Hello there. You're listening to Shay's Bills Podcast. And here's your host, Shilano. Hello and welcome back to the podcast again. I'm Shalan, aka Shay. It's good to see you. Uh, this week's episode is on. I don't know why I kind of decided. I was I was thinking I've been reading a lot of books in the last year and a half. I read a book about the famine, and basically it was about Skibbereen and Cork, really. And along with that, I happened to read an article not so long ago about um, the Irish in uh, America as well as watching Yellowstone's uh, uh, sister show which is called the 1883 if I believe that's the correct word or name I think uh, it's Yellowstone uh, sister show of the Dutton's relatives moving to where uh, Idaho aka Yellowstone and how they got that story really um, where that began but um, I did a little bit of research I've obviously been to America twice so far I'm planning to hopefully go for the third time maybe to New York I'm kind of wouldn't mind going when I'm going to New York I probably wouldn't mind going to see something a bit more of the Irish heritage and immigration over there I've been to Ellis Island when I was younger at uh, that time I probably didn't really understand much I just knew our Irish people were going to America but I didn't realize how long back they've been going to America and you know here in our present day in 2022 there's still a lot of people immigrating and it's not just the United States it's Canada uh, it's Australia and New Zealand in other European countries, but they're mostly it's the United States and um, Canada. I have some family in America as well, so I'm well aware of the immigration. You know, they do come home and visit. Um, of course, we miss them. Um, but this is the story of how the Irish left home to be in America. So the first wave of Immigration from Ireland came in as early as the early 1914, no, 1914, or even present earlier, way behind that. But um, they said back in the 1920s, the Scot-Irish, that's what we were called at the time, uh, moved to North America at the time. So... Along with that, uh, Philadelphia was very popular at the time due to line trade uh, routes were known, which I believe that was through trains and all that. Um, they were taken around to Ohio Valley, New England, uh, the Carolina and Georgia at the time. The Irish were Catholics and came from parts of Cork, Kinsale ports areas. The Cork was the biggest port at the time, um, as well as Kinsale. Um, and the community settled in Virginia and Maryland when immigration increased due to the famine, which happened in the 1914. Um, if you were aware, potato famine started and over 2 million people immigrated from all over Ireland to get away, um, hoping to have better lives. 
Uh, unfortunately, there was many struggles for the Irish to adjust in the States. One, they were poor. So if they were poor already in Ireland and didn't have, they saved all their money just to get the boat to, let's say, Cork's uh, Cove to uh, New York. That was all their money and they had nothing and they literally had fickle. Uh, um, so they were pretty poor in the states as well two they came from rural Ireland so the countryside uh, they were, uh, weren't used to the con- from country settlement to uh, a really busy city that had buildings all over there was no countryside it was just literally buildings onto buildings and probably not used to the populated uh, noise as well and people number three was that men and women took whatever jobs they can get at the time. So they were competing with African-Americans at that time as well for work. Um, that was the hardest, the most dangerous, lowest paying um, jobs. Also, bosses at the jobs would threaten them to replace them with African-Americans. That also caused uh, tensions uh, between both sides of um, both classes of African-Americans and Irish. Uh, due to the working conditions and ethnic tensions between both sides also happened so there must have been fights and um, violent things I would say murder as well we don't know there's nothing on this article I'm reading from says so we also mentioned that Irish people at the time were Roman Catholics so they faced religious uh, discrimination centuries of conflict obviously between the Protestants and uh, Catholics Followed the immigrants to the United States and the Irish uh, Catholic faced hostility from longer settled Protestants who feared that the growing numbers of Irish would translate into political power. As it did, the political um, side of the politicians uh, learned to court Irish voters. Um, urban political machines rewarded their supporters with public jobs like policemen, firemen, sanitation workers and road crews. Protestants uh, were very tense with them. Let's say tense because they did not go well with them, as we all know. We did not. Um, Irish in Iowa uh, is the second largest immigrant group, uh, only by the Germans. They settled in large numbers in Mississippi River towns like Dubeck. I hope I said that right. Uh, Davenport, which I've heard of, uh, the Catholic bishop in Dubuque encouraged Irish and German Catholic immigration to Iowa and directed new arrivals to communities in Northeast Iowa where they were settled uh, by Catholic priests. During World War I, uh, German Americans were often the target of abuse or discrimination. The Irish came under uh, some pressure too. Uh, they resented the centuries of dominant domination of Great Britain uh, as the US is an ally the 1920s uh, Protestant Catholic tensions produced a rival of the oh my god the Ku Klux Klan to protect American values against the rise of foreign threats is that the KK? there's some they're basically anti uh, immigration people and anti-hate um at the time um and that really was from iowa that the article i got from was the iowa department of culture affairs so that was that from them uh big out shit out for that also i have an article from the history stories 
um, from the History Channel. Imagine that. They were talking about it, it's a lot. Uh, yeah, the British uh, neglect <laughs> the Irish, which we all figured that out. Um, just reading at the same time, sorry. Uh, while I'm mentioning that, I was looking at a top. Apparently, there is a few people who were Irish American. And I wasn't aware that Walt Disney was one of them. Which I'm fairly confused because it says that the surname Disney's French. Um, but it says the original Disney um, family originated from the French Normans who came to Ireland in 1691 and settled in Kilkenny. Um, Disney's uh, great-granddaughter was born in 1801 in Kilkenny before eventually moving to Ontario, Canada with his wife and family. Walt was known always to feel uh, an affinity with his Irish roots. Um, he Not only that, he took his honeymoon uh, to... Ireland, fair enough. Barack Obama, of course, he came over to Ireland and that was a massive thing. Uh, there's Eileen Marie Collins. She was the first, hist- oh, basically it was made history for the first time in 1979 where she became the first Air Force, first female flight instructor. And then again in 1999, she became the first female commander of a space shuttle. She was awarded several medals for her work, but did you know she's another honorable American with a traceable Irish ancestry? She was inducted to the Irish American Hall of Fame when she was given a speech proudly that her heritage came from Cork in the 18th century. Gene Kelly, even, the American Hollywood star, um, he claimed that he has Celtic roots. Um, his paternal grandparent came from Derry uh, during the famine um, according to his wife he was very very proud and uh, uh, even applied for an Irish passport um, Bruce Springsteen I mean we all know who that who that is um, is another f- American who has ties with Ireland um, Michael Flatley yeah we know who that is but Kirk Bain who I think I only recently found this out as well, uh, who was from Nevada, um, band who unfortunately he passed away very young, but um, he claimed that um, he fell in love with Cork, Cork City, somehow he was down in Cork, I believe, I think it was in 1993, um, that he said that he was since he was from Maryland after feeling closeness to Little Island and walking around Cork City in a daze. He could have been on, on drugs, but look, um, if he feels that much love for Cork, go on, we'll take it. Uh, Henry Ford, uh, we all know who that is. Uh, the Ford cars makers hailed uh, family came from uh, Ballasnacarty in West Cork. Uh, I do remember there was a factory in Cork, but that's gone a very long time ago. Um, but there is a statue of a car of a four car a lot of people tend to go there and take their wedding photos there uh, just before you head to Clonakilty uh, John and Jackie Kennedy they have apparently um, ancestries we all know that we with Wexford uh, he came to Ireland um, as along with Cork as well Billy the Kid who I actually don't know who this is 
who technically's name is William Henry McCarthy, believed the kid made a name for himself in the Wild West of New Mexico, a legend sorts of his roguish character that has been called one of the first examples to happen with the Irish term meets all-American kid. Oh, so he was a cowboy. Okay. Uh, apparently his mother came from Antrim, uh, who immigrated to America during her great hunger, uh, where she stayed until her death. Fair enough. Well, I didn't know that, at least. Uh, that's something I learned. Um, look, let's find out a bit more. Well, let's find out about more of the immigration of now. You know, obviously it was the famine of, uh, was the main reason financially but also let's talk about the time when during the 80s and 90s was it 80s i'm pretty sure it was the 80s 80s was pretty big for the immigration as well for ireland let's talk about that all right so the 80s obviously the main reason at the time uh, there was high levels of unemployment which had been a bane of irish economy the high um fertility as well so people were having many families um, as well, um, which people were entering the Irish labour force each year. The numbers had also surged because of the rise of female labour force participation. The failure of the Irish economy to generate enough jobs for these new entries was a massive push to the factor of immigration. This problem was uh, exhibited in 1980 to 85 uh, with the recession. Um, Obviously, re- recessions, it's money going down and, you know. Um, the sluggish of the Irish economy in the early 80s uh, stood in the contrast to booming US economy. Uh, the US unemployment rate was 7.5% in 1984, which was less than one and a half the Irish rate, which was 15.6% by 1988. The Irish unemployment uh, had declined to 5.5%, one third of the Irish rate, um, which is actually bonkers to think. Um, America was be- booming that much. Uh, along with that, uh, recent immigration to the law, there was new laws, obviously, happened. While the US immigration law shapes the flow of legal immigrant streams that cannot be accompanied accommodated under the number ceilings established by immigration law labelled as illegal or undocumented. In 1986, the Congress sought to address the issue of undocumented immigrants uh, residing in the US by passing the Immigration Reform and Control Act, known as IRCA. This law, uh, which had a strong backing from Latino groups, legalized undocumented immigrants who had uh, continuously resided in the US since January 1st of 1982, and those who were employed in seasonal agriculture workers, uh, Lobo, uh, in 1996, as a total of 2.8 billion were legalized. Million. Billion. Not two. Oh my God. Million. Not two billion. Sorry. Oh. Um, legalized under the IR. CA, including 2 million Mexicans. Uh, the most of the new Irish entered in the US after January 1st, 1982, were cut off date. Only 1,400 were legalised at the time for the Irish, um, which sucks, if I'm honest. Um, probably timing wasn't great, but I do remember watching a Reading of the Years 80s episode, not sure which one, and they couldn't get flights or anything to get over there as well because they were all booked out from people 
trying to get out um flying over to america um so that is another reason what happened with immigration in the 80s i guess early i mean we can talk about i guess the early 2000s as well maybe early 2010 there's immigration there as well well i see 2009 really not 2010 because the recession of 2009 was there as well um Okay, so I can't find any articles about Irish immigrating um, to America in the early 2000s or 2009 onwards. But a lot of people immigrated to Australia in 2009. It said steadily over 23,000 people every year um, arrive to Australia. Uh, Last number fell between 15,000... Uh, recorded to June to June. We don't know yet how many arrived in Australia for the second year of 2010. Um, migra- uh, migrants, uh, certain types of skills were carpenters, electricians, nurses and other medical workers um, that are the lucky ones that could get permits of uh, visas in Ireland at the time. Or Australia, sorry. Um, the article I'm reading from, which is The Guardian, uh, says he couldn't get a job in Ireland, so he left for Australia, uh, which is hard. And it says, what's the point of going back to Ireland? Um, it says the increase of volume of Irish is really noticeable. The Irish usually go to Sydney, not Melbourne. But now you go and see GA jerseys everywhere and the Irish rugby jerseys. It's really noticeable when you go to a bar, you just hear the accent. Um, I guess that was really the same with Ireland. Um, but there is a quite... If you go like precisely in New York, Woodlawn, there's so many people from Ireland there. They call it the mini Ireland, apparently, uh, on TikTok. But um, yeah, that's really the, the amount of immigration... Uh, I think a lot of people I know, even to this day, say, "I don't want to. I don't want to be here. I'm, I, I, I want to get out of here." And they basically just have enough because I don't know. They're obviously their stories are different to mine. Um, they're just probably sick of people and a lot of things besides in Cork City as well like there's a lot of shops gone due to COVID um, I don't find Cork City as busy as it was once um, even during Christmas last year I didn't find it busy um, which is unfortunate and I feel everywhere else is probably being but also the thing is rent is the massive thing and the renting crisis now is to the point people are homeless. We need to get that sorted. Um, now, I'm set back in March when the Ukrainians were going to come down and I'm happy for them to come. But, you know, that's going to cause one problem for the other half of it. The government's going to give probably the housing crisis for Irish people a lot more worse. And unfortunately I was correct. It's happened. There's people homeless. I saw a TikTok during the week saying about um, a woman wrote to a politician and he read her letter out to the doll, which is our um, parliament. Uh, her husband herself, apparently, to the government, accounted as 
well off uh, with their earnings they're getting but they're homeless and they have two children and they're staying in a tent they're now worried that they're going to have no house before winter if they can get a house and the thing is well their two children are autistic now I'm for helping the Ukrainians they have suffered so much since March due to war and we are one of the most generous people in the world to help out most definitely but now it's coming to the time we need to help our own people we need to put our people first because if we don't immigration will probably increase again like every century there has been or decade so yeah I'm just waiting to see the immigration peak up again if I'm honest would I ever immigrate I kind of had thoughts but I'm 26 now I have due to covid and everything I've appreciated home and where I'm from a lot more and I am lucky to have the smallest things in my life I mean I'll go and travel no doubt but I will always come home we can complain as much as we can but look I'm stuck here I love it here and I love my family and I love everything I have I have everything I have right here at home and that's enough for me my throat's really sore now I think I'm gonna I think I'm ready to cry for some reason anyway I'm gonna go thanks for listening um have a good one mind yourselves and um I'll see you soon thanks for listening to Shay's podcast Make sure to follow Shea Spills Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Shea Spills Pod and Shea Spills Podcast. And check out Chilano on your socials at Chilano.